Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, my guest is Guy Rosman. Guy is the founder of Media Flows, a PPC agency for global e-commerce brands and tech startups. He's an online advertising professional with a demonstrated track record of bringing exceptional growth results. For over 10 years, Guy has been working with some of the world's leading businesses to do just one thing grow their revenues with high-impact digital advertising campaigns. He has also successfully led teams at two of the world's fast-growing tech companies, Fiverr and Yapto. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Guy, thank you so much for joining me. I know it's late by you. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm still awake. So thanks for having me. And it's all good here in Thailand currently. I love it. Can you please uh, fill us in a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today? You've been in a number of Israeli tech startups. And as we were talking in the pre-call, every Israeli tech startup is basically a global company, right? It's that, you know, almost none of them are really focused on, you know, Israel's a small country, right? You know, they're all focused on doing global scaling brands. So can you tell me a little bit about that experience and how you got to work with uh, Media Flows? For sure. So, you know, in Israel, it is a small market. So uh, companies and tech companies, especially, you know, uh, when they want to grow and scale, so so they would definitely look for the global markets. And there is a very strong ecosystem of startup and venture capital here in Israel. So for me, I started, you know, as a PPC campaign manager in Israeli digital uh, marketing agency. Uh, We used to work with Israeli companies. uh, And then after like a few years, we started to work with uh, startups and tech companies that were growing here in Israel. And I got to manage the the PPC department and I hired, you know, the the team. I got to work with a lot of interesting companies, a lot of interesting uh, professionals. And after a few years of doing that, uh, I switched, you know, side and I uh, started working in those uh, same companies. So I got the chance to work on Fiverr, which is a marketplace for professional services. You know, the place where you can get basically anything. Uh, It used to be $5. Now it's a bit more than that, but you can still get pretty much everything you want, like, you know, a graphic, a video, whatever you need. And then I shifted and worked in Yotpo, which is a tool for e-commerce businesses. It's a marketing tool. And also I did paid acquisition, user acquisition, did a PPC, ran Facebook ads, Google ads, etc. And after a while, when I finished my role there, so I decided that I really want to do something 
of my own. You know, I really loved uh, PPC. I loved managing teams. I loved doing digital marketing strategy. So I decided, hey, why not, you know, do it uh, for, my, for my own with the companies, you know, that I will uh, recruit. And this, this is it. Like I started working with a few companies that I knew, that heard about me, freelancing at, uh, at start, you know, for a year, something like that. Then COVID hits, you know, and everybody's in the house, everybody's remote, but everybody needs digital marketing and PPC. So I hired a team and, they, and founded MediaFlows. And this is what we do right now. Like we work remote, we work with uh, tech companies, we work with e-commerce businesses, mostly Israeli, but market globally. And, uh, you know, we're open to work like, uh, with uh, all of the companies wherever they are obviously, and they're focusing on the PPC, doing Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever is needed to grow. Uh, that's a really amazing scope because mm-hmm. basically what you're talking about is you are helping global companies market in a, in a global marketplace. Now, before that sounds really cliche, think about it. Doing that same type of PPC marketing in the UK is not the same as doing it in the US or in other English-speaking countries. And even regionally here in the United States, you also have to be a little cognizant of buying trends and, you know, what people are looking for. And, you know, it it really comes down to knowing your market, but also knowing how to, you know, how to craft your message. And that is super, super important because it's not just a question of putting you know, putting an ad up so that people can see it and hope and hoping that they're going to click on it. You really have to think about the entire flow, you know, from the time that you put the ad up, that the targeting, that the right people are going to see it at the right time. And then they're going to need to land on a page that, that actually answers the question or, or it prompts them to take action based on that ad that you just put up. Let's talk about that a little bit because Mm -hmm you know, like writing ad copy and, you know, figuring out your avatar in all of these different markets, that is a major, major undertaking, right? Yeah. Uh, How does that look like to you? So I think that, you know, uh, after doing it for all of these years, I develop framework that that is working, you know, for, for me, for us. It's been tested, you know, and one thing that I, I can say is that, you're right. Like there's a lot of differences uh, between you know the UK market and the US market and the Canadian market and even within regions, you know, within these countries because it's such a huge market, right? Um, even in Israel, you know, it, there is a difference between the south of Israel and the north of Israel, but there's also a lot of similarities. So across all of these uh, geolocations, in the end of the day, there's a lot of similarities between people that have pains and uh, that are looking for products that uh, will help them ease the pain, or they have desires and they want stuff. So the, the idea, you know, is to create some sort of, of framework or, uh, you know, a process uh, that will help to unravel these uh, desires, you know, and, and craft this uh, imaginary avatar. And, and then create the messaging that will resonate uh, with that avatar. So I would say that the first step that, that we take is really to do this um, research, like, like really deep dive research. And we start, you know, with the product. What is the product? Okay. What is the market that we're looking at? 
Uh, like we start big, you know, okay, it's the US market, but maybe it's certain states within the market. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's female, maybe it's male, maybe it's different age groups. What are the interests, right? Uh, we also look at the competition, uh, what our other advertisers are doing. So we do this research, again, to go over the market, to go over the competition, to try to, to start understanding the audience, but really high level. So this, I would say, is the step one. Step two would be to understand the audience better. And uh, what I've been doing like for the last couple of years and was really beneficial for me is to go over uh, user-generated content. So it's mostly reviews. If it's, if it's a company that already has a reviews, you know, so I would go and look in the bad reviews, good reviews, and gather as much information as I can. And I would also go and look at the competitors' reviews because sometimes, you know, if it's, uh, it's the same product, I want to get as much information and data as I can, like, you know, qualitative data on that specific product, why people buy it, why people don't buy it, why they like, what they don't like. And after I have like a, you know, a big list of a lot, a lot of reviews, so you see that things come up, right? So for example, we're promoting um, like a virtual assistant app right now. And I did this process and I saw that a lot of the, the phrases that came up was about the to-do list, right? So people are, uh, enjoyed using this app to get things off their to-do list or to save time, you know, and do... And, and outsource stuff that they don't want to do. So coming up with this insight is great because, you know, if, if I, now, I, now, I, I see that people are writing it in their reviews, so now I can use it. And I can use the language of the actual person who's going to use this app and not some imaginary uh, lingo, you know, marketing lingo that I came up with and I think it's cool, you know. So I would say, like, this is the, the initial phase of the research, the market research, and the audience research. You know what's really cool about reviews is that mm -hmm. it really is a goldmine of information, right? Yeah. It really is, you know, something, it, it, and you're going to get such honesty out of those reviews, you know, because people don't really take time to write reviews for their health. They do it either because they're really pissed off or yeah. they're really <laughs> happy with you, right? One of the two. And you know, no one's going to go out and write a review because, oh yeah, these guys are okay. Right. Yeah, you know, it's sure. like if, if they're okay, then yeah, you did your job and you know, like, okay, move on. Right. But what happens is that when you're using that language, when you're using the, uh, when you're using the reviews and I really like that idea of going to your competitors and, and uh, categorizing those reviews as well, because it really gives you a good cross section of information of how to start out, right? And all of that information, by the way, is freely available. You just need to dig for it a little bit, right? You don't have to get any fancy tools. You don't have to get any, uh, uh, you don't have to do really anything special except for do the work, right? For sure, 100%, you know? And, and it, it's time consuming. It takes some time, but you know, it's like two hours of work and you get so much knowledge that, you know, it saves you so much time later because instead of just guessing, you know, and, and come up with, again, like fancy jargon or fancy marketing lingo, and it never works, you know. It, it's always the ads that work 
are the ads that uses the language of the actual avatar. So this is why I think the, the reviews are such a powerful tool. And uh, again, it's, it's available. It's free. Like nobody's hiding them. Everybody's showing them off. So why not use it, you know, to craft th- that message for you? So this Okay, so be- beautiful. So, so now that you have this information, right? Yeah. Uh, you've been able to research what the product is, what the competitor's product is. You look at price points, things like that. What comes next? What's the next part yeah. of that framework? Cool. So after I have this information, so the next thing that uh, I would do, I would use the magic formula of uh, ad creation. And this is actually something that I learned with some, some of my session with the Facebook uh, reps. And this is something they advocate. And I, I really like, I really like this framework. And it really helps me because I'm not a great copywriter. You know, I'm not a great uh, creative thinker. I'm a more of a, you know, PPC guy, very analytical guy. So I need processes in order for that to work. So I will, I will reveal this magic formula for you. So everybody can enjoy it. So basically, there is three components for a successful ad. So one is the value prop. Think what's the customer is getting out of it, okay? Uh, what is the one thing, the main benefit? It can be more than one, you know, but usually when it's one, you know, it's focused. So this is the first part, the value prop. What's in it for the customer? The second component is the reason to believe. Like, why should the customer believe your claim, okay? If I'm saying, yeah, I will save time for you, how can he believe that it's true? And I'm not just saying that. You know, I want to interrupt you right here because this is something I haven't really heard in in those words, and I want to make sure that we're getting this right. The reason to believe, Yeah. right? I I mean, all right, so first of all, that's golden, right? You know, that's a great (laughs) phrase because you really do need, because it's one thing to say like, yeah, we're number one. Yeah. Really, brother? Really? Tell me. <laughs> why why are you that. number one? <laughs> yeah, everyone's saying that. So are you talking about social proof? Are you talking about, uh, you know, maybe citing some outside study that says you are, yeah. in fact, the best? Like, what Like, what does that reason to believe look like to you? Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a lot of ways to prove that you're legit. Uh, you mentioned out two that are very powerful and uh, prominent. You know, a lot of companies use it. Uh, a lot of companies would use a testimonial, right? So if, if I see someone that looks like me, tells me that the product is great and it will actually save me time, okay, so maybe I will believe it because I also have this connection, right? Like I'm connecting to another human and I believe that what he's telling me is legit. So this is definitely one very powerful way to generate this trust and give me the reason to believe, okay? It works for him, it will also work for you. So this is definitely one thing. Uh, and yeah, it can be studies, you know, uh, I, I was working with a company that uh, is selling air purifiers and there's actually a study that just came out that proved that their air purifier was very effective against COVID. So when you get a very powerful study like that, that is, you know, scientifically proven, definitely very strong reason to believe, right? Like I would go for that. So this is another example. Uh, another thing could be, you know, mention of in, in an article or in a publish, publisher that is very well known. Uh, maybe influencer, that a celebrity, you know, celebrity or influencer that recommends your product. This is another way to create this trust. And another way that, that 
I really like, you know, and I also consider it as a reason to believe, is uh, basically how it works. So if I have, you know, some great uh, pro- project management tool, you know, and I tell you, you know, this is very easy, it will save you time, it will be very efficient. If I will show you a short video that tells you exactly how it works, like one, two, three, so you will say, okay, I want to save time. Okay, this is how it works. Yeah, you got me. I'm ready to try, you know. So this is another very effective way to get this message across. Okay, so great. So now that you have the reason to believe, right? Yes. You've, you, you were able to come up with the, you know, with the great headline that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, using colloquial words, not, you know, some li- uh, marketing lingo. What's the third part? Like, uh, you know, yeah. how do you finish that off in order to create, you know, a great ad in such a short amount of space, yes. you know, like, you know, character count and all that? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when we're thinking about either Google ads or Facebook ads, you know, when you're scrolling down your feed and you just have like a split second to get someone's attention. So you definitely want, you know, to start it with a very strong value prop to get him in. Reason to believe to like rationally convince him why he wants or why he needs this product. And then the last part, pretty straightforward, call to action, CTA, right? Uh, you have to tell that human being what to do next, okay? So if it's an app, maybe you want to don- download it now. If it's a uh, jewelry, maybe you want to shop now. Maybe you want to, I don't know, uh, enjoy a, a sale or a, a discount. If it's uh, another kind of, you know, uh, software, okay? Maybe you want to sign up. Maybe you want him to sign up. Maybe you want him to sign up for a newsletter. Whatever your goal is, but make sure that you clearly state it in the ad because in the end of the day, you want the click, but you want the, the human or the person to understand that, okay, if I click this ad, what happens next? Now, obviously, it's, everything has happened you know, in split-second decisions, right? So you want to be very, very clear. And you can either go for something very general and very generic, like start now, download, or shop today, something like that, you know, because we've seen it so many times, we're so used to it, and it works. It definitely works. And you can also be a bit more creative, like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't have like an idea up top of my head, but you can customize it a little bit to your specific product, like start a 14-day free trial and use this app or whatever. You know, what's really interesting about that is, uh, you know, Russell Brunson uh, says a confused mind does not buy. And that is so important because, you know, when you think about it, if you just break down, you know, like, you know, these three facets of your magic formula for writing ad copy, right? It sounds almost too simple. It's like, really, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to write this down (laughs) and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell you why it's great. And I'm going to tell you how to do it. You wouldn't believe the amount of people and companies put together marketing material that does not hit on those three basic items, right? They'll, they'll create a website that looks like a brochure that doesn't lead them to a sale. That doesn't lead them to take an action. That doesn't lead them to download a, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, download their lead magnet or for them to install the app. You know, they think they just put it out there and everyone's going to naturally just understand what it is I'm supposed to do and why I'm supposed to be there. And if you have something that is really dead easy to do, 
okay, great. You know, like, you know, God bless you. You hit on a great product, right? But most products and services are not like that. So they really do need, you know, that framework to go through in order to get people to take an action. And usually that action, you know, the simpler, the better, right? If you tell somebody that they have to fill out this long form in order to get started with your free product, dude, that's not going to work. Right. You know, it's like, oh, by the way, you know, like I, you know, I got you to click on it and I'm on my phone and, you know, I happen to be jogging or at the gym or whatever. Oh, by the way, you have to fill out these seven fields in order to get started with my app. No, that's not going to work. You know, you have, (laughs) you have to make that onboarding process uh, easy. You have to make it uh, memorable and you have to make it fast. Right. In your experience, after you have implemented this framework and have been able to, you know, take a uh, uh, take a product from where they were to to where they are now. Yeah. What has been the net result? Like like after you were able to to change all that around, uh, what kind of results have you seen after you applied that framework to them? So you know, we work mostly with companies that are in the growth phase. So in that growth phase, you know, you spend a lot of money. And you try a bunch of stuff and, and then you optimize, right? Because even if you use this uh, amazing formula, you will write a copy that will not work. You will never know exactly why, but you will come up with a few variations, right? And you will start running tests and you will optimize because you will understand uh, things while you do it. Uh, so we can start, let's say, with four ads. And then you see that two ads are successful and two ads are not. So maybe you're going to pause the, those two ads and you're going to take the successful ad and you say, okay, let's, let's create some variation. Instead of a yellow background, let's try green background or let's try a different CTA, you know? And you can play around with these um, different components. You can try uh, benefit A, you know, with a CTA... C or whatever, and you can really mix mix and match. And, uh, you know, in the past, again, like we saw great results in, in a lot of cases. So one, one case study that I can really go back to is when I was working with Yotpo. So we really invested heavily in Facebook ads at the time. It was a few years ago. And we were never successful in Facebook before, but we really wanted to try and, and do it better. So we did a bunch of things. Like the first thing was to actually set goals and expectations. Like we really wanted to see, okay, if we need to generate a lead, what is the cost per lead that we want to aim for? Uh, Who is the audience? How are we going to get to that audience? You know, we used a lot of lookalikes and we used the data that we had in order to reach the audience of the e-commerce professional that we were targeting. And the ad that we created was very simple around specific features. Okay, so a feature that went out that year was the visual uh, user-generated content. It was about uh, uh, get your uh, images, you know, from Instagram and use it on your marketing. And, and we saw that this feature was very successful. So we created ads around that. And we also created ads with uh, testimonials. So we took real testimonials, real results from uh, our customers and uh, we generated ads around those. So we took a few of them. We tried, you know, a lot of different variations. 
and and I tell you the, the result in the end of the year was amazing so first of all we were able to scale the budget we, we were let's say to double the budget so this is one thing on Facebook ads but in terms of revenue we generated something like eight X so times eight the revenue for that year with only doubling the budget so it means that we really were able to to hit the right audience with the right messaging that resonated generated those leads and then those leads you know went through the sales funnel and they actually converted to real business that is an amazing case study yeah. I mean think about it you yeah. you doubled your budget but you eight times your yes. revenue yes. right so that is yes. Wow, let's turn up the volume even more, you know, yes. and, um, you know, what happens is that when you can bring those kind of results, you know, to a startup that brings a business from a seven figure business to a, you know, to an eight or nine figure business, mm -hmm. because you're able to scale something like that as soon as you figure out that formula and that yeah. formula, it, it is hard to hit, but once you got it, then you can just, you know, pour some gasoline on it and yeah. everything goes up. So. Yeah, it's it's true, but but you know it's it's always harder, right? Like than it seems because the idea about paid advertising is that it's very very easy to start. Like everybody can start doing Facebook ads. You know, there's no barriers of entry, and it's very easy to spend the money on the platform. But it's gonna be very hard to get the returns that you want, and this is the game. That, that we're playing. Uh, everybody wants to, to have a successful campaign that you can just raise the budget and you're golden, right? But it's very hard to do. It's very hard to get. Like uh, for every opportunity, you know, and every success story, there's a lot of failures, right? Like a lot of times that it didn't work out. And also for, for Yotpo, you know, a lot of campaigns that we tried along the way didn't work out. So we had to kill them. But we had to always focus on optimize what worked. So in order to find the thing that, that is working and is scalable, you really need to work very hard, you know, to create a lot of different variation, try a lot of stuff, uh, and, uh, and just continue and keep going. And hopefully you don't run out of the budget while you do it. I love it. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. For sure. Guy, uh, to close this out, can you please uh, tell everyone where they can learn more about your company and how they can reach out to you directly? Yes, for sure. So first of all, you can visit us at uh, mediaflows.com. You can read our blog. You can uh, fill out the form if you want to have a chat. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, Guy Roseman, LinkedIn. Pretty active recently there, so you can connect with me. And uh, yeah, let's let's talk. You got it, man. Guy, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun. Yes. I love nerding out on PPC stuff. For sure. And, me too. You know, this is great. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. 
The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.